Boots and Backstraps, brought to you by Homes by Shane and produced by Danny Geo Productions. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Boots and Backstraps podcast. Come on now. Honey's on, looking for backstraps, way deep in the woods. Tracking in a swamp to a hayfield under the harvest moon. When the tags are filled, it's time to switch up our boots. Head down to the honky tonk, get us a swing dance or two. We're talking about boots and backstraps. Hey everybody, this is a show where we talk all things hunting and country music. From the classics through today. From big bucks to bull elk. We've got it all. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a on-location version of the Boots and Backstraps podcast. I'm your host, Shane Michael, and I'm joined here at the Hog's Breath in Little Canada by not only the founder of the Rowdy Cowboy Show, but co-founder of the WeFest, Tom Cap. Come on now. It's good to be here, Shane. I'm glad to have you, brother. It's going to be a wild night tonight. It is going to be a wild night. We've got a crazy lineup of DJs to sit in with us throughout this show. And that's going to be fun. We're starting a little bit late tonight, but uh, we'll try and get all of them in. We will. We'll, we'll do our best to get every single guy in here. Now, we should tell them that here the, the podcast is, is rolling right now, but this will be airing down the road. So we won't be making any announcements in this podcast about people coming down here to the show because they won't see it till after. <laughs> yeah, we'll just make sure everybody tunes in to the Boots and Backstrap podcast. That's right. And uh, catch all the shows that we do. Yeah, absolutely. With no further ado, let's get our first guest in here. Good friend of ours, Rowdy Cowboy Show DJ, DJ Diesel. Come on in, brother. Hello, hello. do we have to put these things on? Yep, throw your headphones on. You're a DJ, you know how that works. Hello. Can you hear yourself okay? I can definitely. Can you guys hear me? Yep, and there's two knuckles on that thing you can adjust as necessary. All right, we're good. We're good now. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, brother. Hello, how are you? I'm excited. I'm excited. Long time no see. Hi, Tom Cat. How's it going? It's been eons. I'll probably... uh, Slip up and say, Vin, it's good to see you. It's cool. It's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm good with whatever you want to do. <laughs> well, i tell you what, Diesel, we've got some pre-programmed questions to go over with people because we do have tight time schedule yep. with every guy. Yep. And, uh, and I want to make sure I leave enough time in the middle for us to talk about what you've been up to since your participation with the show. Absolutely. So let's start off with what did you do specifically for the show and when did you do it? And what did you do to it? Ooh, uh, what did I do to it? Uh, good question. I don't, I don't think we can fit all that in six minutes, TK. <laughs> um, I, I played music. But uh, really I got started, uh, I was playing, I got a call while I was in Massachusetts playing for uh, Lifetime Fitness saying, hey, you want to come out to Country Jam and play some music? And uh, I was like, oh, okay. Well, at that point, I didn't play a lot of country, so I I wanted to learn. So I went out there, played some music, uh, got to meet Shane, hung out with Kid. I don't know if Kid's around here somewhere. He is, yeah. Yeah, He's here. uh, You didn't smell him walk by. Shane's like, you have something, you should come hang. So I went to the doghouse, and it was kind of all history. I was a little shy, really, really at first. Definitely not not used to the used to the format, but it was so much fun learning. And now I'm at uh, Wild Greg's doing my thing. Absolutely, yeah. So he's he's been in the business forever. Uh, Diesel's been a DJ for a really long time, and I'd heard about him in the market. And so when I decided I was going to leave, I knew I was leaving a hole there. We needed another guy to kind of step in. So after seeing him play 
at Country Jam and adapt that way because, like he said, he hadn't played country before. Yeah. I was like, this is the guy. He's a pro. He knows what he's doing. He obviously already knows the other people with the show. Where did you work mostly? Uh, you know, I did it at the Rush nightclub. Oh, yeah. R- rodeo, I was the hip-hop side of things over there. <laughs> hip hoppity <laughs> But, but it really what it got, it, it was a good start to see the, the, the awesome connection between line dancers and all, all types of music. And yep. it, was, it, was just, it was just such a good format, and I'm still kind of running with it. Uh, I do kind of a hip-hop kind of thing going on still. Speaking of hip-hop, we talk about your buddy Cole Ford. <laughs> I was talking to the guys at K102. I did a live interview the other day, and they didn't know. I said, you know who Colt Ford is, John? He said, yeah, we play some of the stuff once in a while. I said, he's the genius that wrote all of those early road country songs. And they are like, what? Seriously? And I said, yeah, Colt Ford's the man that mastermind the demise of good country music. <laughs> That bastard. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. And you know what he used to do for a living? What, Have you what? ever seen Colt Ford? Uh, I... He's about this tall, and he's kind of like a mini fat version of Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy really, who's got really, the little deal really, going, really. the scruffy stuff. I think you just got your name off the Christmas card list yeah, of that one. <laughs> whatever. He's a pro golfer, of all things. A, a pro, a pro a golfer. professional golfer. You know, country artists come up from from all over yep. the, the woodwork. I mean, well, we, got, of life. we have like weird hip hop, Billy Blanco kind of stuff, Giddy Up, which is a weird crossover, but definitely not not the country that I remember playing for the Rowdy Cowboy Show. We right. were, we were definitely on on the foot of like classic and like top forty country, but there was a fine there was a fine awesome mix, and that's what I loved about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the mix was a big part of my show. You know, when I started doing the Rowdy Cowboy show back in 78, 79, yep. you know... We were, like, just born. <laughs> I, I, you know, seriously, I, I remember watching him when I was 18 up here. <laughs> My friends were like, hey, come out here. Well, the crossover part was a huge deal. You know, Bob Seger, um, uh, Bruce Springsteen, you know, they all had these songs. The Eagles. Yes. They had these crossover songs, and I played a lot of that. And everybody was happy. And back then, you know, you could jam some really great, fun country songs. You know, Charlie Daniels Band, Leonard Skinner, the Man. list goes on and on. Man. We just didn't play the traditional old-school Hank Williams Sr. country music, but we played a lot of fun stuff, and everybody had fun. Well, we just have about two minutes left with you here, Diesel, yep. and we'll have to bring the next guy in. So do us a favor and share a story about something fun go. that you experienced with Rowdy Cowboy Show in uh, your time. Fun experience. Uh, let's see. Uh, I was... All of them were fun experiences, but really, really the, the introduction, I think, to the Rowdy Cowboy Show, I walk into this room at Doghouse, and they are talking things that will make me blush. <laughs> and they did make me blush for a very long time. He's always looking at us like, can I say that? Yeah, you can. Yeah. So they're having this conversation, mostly women in the room, and then they invite me up, and they're having this conversation that I was not ready for. <laughs> so I sat up there and blushed and didn't know what to say, and that's, you Travis know. Travis started it. <laughs> that was the thing he struggled. Like, the music, being on the turntables, he was in his zone. But then when, like, you get him on the mic and try to do the banter thing with him, yeah. like, just say something inappropriate. And he's like, <laughs> uh, You know, I, I came from, like, a wedding background. We didn't... <laughs> We, we, said, we, we, we definitely dropped some F-words and whatnot at nightclubs, but mostly it was, like, based on mixing. Right, exactly. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, how about a round of applause for DJ Diesel? Thank Diesel. you, guys. Thank you, guys.
Thank you, sir. Keep Diesel, good to see well. you, man. Diesel's got to go hit his residency downtown at Wild Greg's. You can catch him Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. And uh, he'll be spinning all the fun stuff down there. Our next DJ in the hot seat over here, all the way from Canada. Oh, I mean North Dakota. DJ <laughs> Dirty Dave. Come on in, Dave. Oh, one of my favorite disc jockeys. I have a lot of good things to say about you, Dave. But I'm going uh, to maybe not talk as much as I did last time because we want to hear about you and what you're doing. Yeah, so we got a- like a baby picture. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> can you hear yourself okay? A little bit. Okay, now I can hear my. Okay, I can hear myself. Get it's on the mic, brother. Guys. What? Hello? <laughs> you can pull that arm in and make yourself a little more comfortable if you want. Just pull that thing right down to you. Well, while he's doing that, I, I like to tell you, Dave was a, a big help to me in the, when I came back from retirement about the fifth or sixth time. And uh, we worked together for quite a long time, and he was always dependable, and he's always willing to go the extra mile. And Dave, I'm so glad you're here tonight. Well, thanks for having me. It was great to come back and actually see everything that's going on. And uh, I guess uh, yeah, maybe you want to get that a little closer. Too, too close? <laughs> no, not close enough. Not close enough. Turn this one. Bend the mic up, and then turn this one. Right, tidy. All right, that's better. Okay. He's, he's taller than Diesel. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so Dave, uh, you obviously worked with Tom. Yep. But you also worked absolutely. with us. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Tell everybody a little bit about what you did. I guess uh, for the most part, was just coming in and advertising uh, the other nights of the week, um, and kind of give everybody a taste of what was going on if they're not regulars to the weekend. Um, you know, uh, and what kind of what we were doing every single Friday and Saturday night. And, so, and then try to advertise and plug those other nights of the week so we can get some people in. So Yeah, man. And it, it, you don't get enough credit because you're selling yourself short on the advertising. You're also an accomplished DJ. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, so I do have, a, I have my own business. It's uh, called DMI Entertainment now. Um, I have uh, multiple locations. Uh, I have one location right now that's uh, thriving in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I'm planning on opening up another one in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Wow. And then I also have uh, next year will be uh, Tampa, Florida. And he's got a DJ from Cincinnati with him, DJ Champagne, you said? Yeah, DJ Champagne. Yeah, I love it. That's a cool name. David, look at you, man. You're all grown up and a businessman. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't know what happened. I'm like so irresponsible, just dirty Dave. You but know you what I mean? <laughs> you still smoke a little, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, despite the fact that he worked with you, he's having all this success. And <laughs> I know. As soon as he got away, sometimes I look at Dave and he goes, huh? What? <laughs> yeah. I don't right, understand. David, no more breaks for you. <laughs> right. So are, are you playing much or are you just kind of like coordinating the business? Or no, what? we're still. I'm still playing a lot. Uh, our main thing right now is uh, we're focusing on, on weddings, um, okay. photo booths, um, special occasions, quinceaneras. Uh, we're doing everything. So um, Minot has really been a great place to work. We're working in multiple bars throughout Minot um, and also outside of Minot area and, and kind of the surrounding smaller towns. Proms for all the little local uh, high schools in the area. Um, just a lot of things going on and uh, it's pretty exciting. So, And then as we wow. expand, um, kind of a great takeoff place because a lot of my DJs are from the military and once they, uh, they're they getting out towards the end of their thing, they're going to their state home and then they're asking us to you know to take the logo with us and uh, have that support and show them how to do things and uh, and then hopefully we can advertise that and pick it up from there. So great! Oh, wow, that's a cold place up there in Minot. It is cold. Are you able to get out of there sometimes during the winter? 
Sometimes, as long as we're not trapped by it, so by the snow. So sometimes the snow gets pretty deep. The drifts. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. So trying to, you can't travel too much on the highways uh, in the middle of winter because of the wind. TK, so. you know, as a worldly traveler, you know you're getting out west a little bit when you start seeing those permanent wooden giant snow fence structures. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the, uh, the swinging metal gates that come across the highway. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Wyoming's <laughs> covered with those picket fences. Yeah, North Dakota's got a lot of them. I love North Dakota. There's a part of North Dakota called Deer, Kildeer. Kildeer, yeah. Kildeer, North Dakota, which is the second game, most game-rich, as voted by Outdoor Life, the second most game-rich area in the United States. I didn't know that. Yep. Oh, it's just great. <laughs> this guy's seriously like a Rand McNally roadmap in his right. head. It's crazy to me. <laughs> I did learn something, I guess. All right. <laughs> a few something. I remember right. something. You think about this, TK, not to take away from Dave's time, but all these DJs that are sitting down are basically an extension of you because you passed on this torch good to or all bad. these guys over the years. Absolutely. <laughs> good or bad. <laughs> Oh, good. Look at the success he's I mean, having. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I can't complain. Everything I learned from all the other DJs here um, throughout the years, in this, in, whether it be coming back or, uh, you know, coming out of retirement a couple times, uh, we don't mind that. And learning those older songs, too. Yep. That's probably, like, the biggest thing. So, like, a lot of DJs that are out there, like the newer DJs, they're not, they don't know the history of the song and how to play right, that song right. at the right time, at the right moment. And looking for that response. I had to learn that, too, when I was just learning. I'm like, sure. I didn't know I could put those two songs together. Hospitality Somebody says older the country, and they're like, 2005 Rascal Flats? Like, what? No. What? That's not old country. Right, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's barely country. <laughs> oh, my God. That's that, the, oh, my God. That picture is so old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there you go. We got a bunch of media that we'll be mixing in throughout the episode. So oh, awesome. We'll throw you back. Only television. Oh, I can see it up there now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Dave, tell people about DMI. Where can they find it? How do they get more information about uh, you? Best and what way you're to doing? find us: uh, DMI Entertainment. Da- uh, sorry, DMI Entertainment.net. That's our website. Okay. Uh, on Facebook, please reach out at DMI Entertainment. Um, find us. We're all over the place. Uh, we're expanding cr- like crazy. We're looking forward to get probably hopefully to get back down towards the Twin Cities, but. Uh, for now, we're happy we're going home, home brother. I want to be home. <laughs> um, you know, Wisconsin would be even better, but I'm just saying. Right? What? No lockdowns. Well, I love Wisconsin. Oh. I'm just saying. I got you. <laughs> like you, you can get hammered drunk at any age in Wisconsin. Right. I can bring my three-year-old to Wisconsin and just feed him Jack Daniels. <laughs> right? As Dirty long as Dave. With him. Yeah, as long as I'm with him. If you ever need a reference in Minnesota or Wisconsin, you get a hold of me and you get a hold of Shane. Because, ladies like and gentlemen, if you need a DJ service... I would put my rubber stamp on your business in a heartbeat. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. that, guys. How about a round of applause for Dirty Dave? Come on. Yes. Oh, good to see you, Dave. Our next DJ in the hot seat. You guys all know him as uh, Bubba Rocks. We know him as Billy Bob. Come on in here, sir. <laughs> Bubba Rocks. <laughs> oh, you can stand there for a second. <laughs> a fucking tan. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Rocks, how are you, buddy? Wonderful. How you doing? Good to see you, Tomcat. Good to see you, man. Thanks, Thanks for Shane. joining us, man. Oh, hell yeah. He's, he's like all grown up. If he I, walks in with his beard, I'm like, what is that on your face? I, I decided to become a real boy. You know, <laughs> grow up a little bit, you know. Uh, Speaking it. of grown up, uh-oh. real quick, I don't want to ruin your interview. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of people that were in here earlier yeah. that used to come here when we started the Rowdy Cowboy Show. Sure. A couple of them walked out of here in walkers. 
and all the rest of them, almost all the rest of them, have gone home and gone to bed already. They're like, it's 7.30. We're supposed to be in bed. 7.45 and they're gone. I was going to say, Shane, we're getting to be your bedtime, aren't it's, we? It, yeah. <laughs> I, someone's going to have to feed me Red Bull here about 9 o'clock because I'll be, I'll be suffering for sure. Oh. So Bubba Rocks. Yes, sir. For the podcast because it's being filmed. You can see all the cameras. Shit. You're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Tell people what you did with the show and uh, you know elaborate on that. I, I've done everything. <laughs> no did doubt. Did you do I anything mean, to wreck the show? <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm sure we could you know think of a couple times. Because you know. I know <laughs> Cowboy George. Not, did. not single-handedly. Not <laughs> single-handedly. He didn't wreck the show. He had help. Attitude sure. didn't take Thank away from. <laughs> no, I've uh, honestly I've done everything. I started at the bottom, 2010, uh, <laughs> Halloween, 2010. When I decided to cling myself to you and, you know, KG, and from there... It's Biggest mistake of his life. <laughs> I remember him hanging out with me and KG down at, uh, uh, on the avenue down there. Mm-hmm. On Tab 7, on the F. Yep. What was it? Tab on the Tab F. On the Tavern, F. Yep. yep. Yeah. We were down there. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I've done everything. And then I'd I walk in there know. and i say, what the hell is this guy doing in the DJ booth? Get him the hell out of here. I think we've thrown him out of here a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe once be. or twice. That Just kidding. <laughs> no, and uh, since then I've uh, obviously I've DJed you know a handful of times and you know learned uh, learned how to you know do weddings. <laughs> worked with you. Worked with you. Worked with Danny. Worked with KG. You know done it all. I mean Tom K, you gave me my name, so I mean can't can't <laughs> complain too much. Doghouse, you know. You know if I knew or had a list of all the names, it was just from drinking and your personalities and. Like Trigger and Shithead, who's not going to be here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd like to say that we've, you know, I've had more nicknames than we have DJs. So, I mean. I will give some credit, too. Or Bubba Rocks is one of those guys, like Dave, that was just sitting down, that's super diverse. So he's done weddings. He's done bars. He's done all these different ty- concert stuff with us. He's done a lot. And he has got great mic presence. So he's an excellent MC. I like, I like to say that, you know, I'm, a, I'm like the, the prodigal child of, like, KG and Shane Michael could have a baby. You know, I would be that baby, and then you named me. So I mean, What makes you think we haven't? <laughs> <laughs> All kidding aside, you've always been super professional. Thank you, sir. And always been a lot of fun to be around. Yeah. So wait, wait, did that. you say professional? Yeah. You know, look at the screen. I don't real, know just look at the screen real quick. This is my favorite Bubba Rock story. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Leave that up there because I can't see it. Pants are, we always say pants it's are optional. It's optional. That's right. Everything was optional in this picture. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Now, the, I'm, I was just about to say which one he is pitching and which one's catching, but I think we know by looking at the picture. <laughs> you can tell right away. I wish I could see that picture. It was uh, it was him and KG in the booth with no shirts on. Oh Lord! Well, actually, it was. <laughs> I guess well, I didn't need to see yeah, that. Yeah, we'll leave it at no shirts. Yeah, it was totally no shirts. That, that's all it was. I've you seen know? KG pantsless more than I need to see. <laughs> well, you're not even in my league, brother. Like he, I've seen KG with no pants on more than I've seen him with pants on. I know. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. We are for sure. <laughs> yes. So, Bubba, I know you got uh, a little shift in career. He's. He's in insurance now, so yeah. tell people a little bit about that. So no, you graduated to being in the... The minors? The majors? Uh, <laughs> well, what, what is the word I use for my insurance friends? Uh, Bloodsuckers? Uh, illegitimate. Ah! Eh? <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, I, I got done with the security industry and everything. I uh, started working for a company called Country Financial, uh, and I kick ass. <laughs> I uh, work with a couple people that we know yep. mutually, and... Uh, 
turn around and I'm loving it. And it's the best job that I've ever had. I mean, hell. Yeah. He's coming about it the right way. He's hammering on the digital stuff. He's on the social yeah. media. He's doing all that. That's the future of the business. Yeah. Well, as you know, one of my best friends is Steve Wu, yep. who's a state farm insurance guy. Yes, he is. <laughs> And I've always told him, if I didn't love him, I'd have to kill him. And he says, Tomcat, you could have done what I did. I said, no, I could never have done what you did because I have a conscience. <laughs> well, uh, I was going to say, for me, you know, I'm just used to people telling me no all the time. So, yeah. I mean. <laughs> you, you do kind of get, get, I mean, it, insurance, mortgage, oh, yeah. real estate, it's all sales ultimately. Exactly. So you kind of get used you know, to that. But like, no. And I go, okay, fine, you know. That's fine. You're Pay more point. somewhere else then. See if I care. That's right. You know, I, hey. you, I, I, I'd like to say that I'm, you know, I'm a client man, not a company man. And, you know, sometimes they give you a reach around. It works out for everybody <laughs> here, you know. <laughs> which, which correlates greatly to the DJ business. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. I learned from KG. I mean, what? you got to take a little <laughs> something with you when you shift gears, Exactly. Right? Uh, all right, folks. Put your hands together wow. for DJ Bubba Rocks. Yeah. Come on, Bubba. Thank you. Good to see you here. Before we bring our next guest in, we were getting a lot of complaints about not doing updates for the Olympics. So here's your Olympic update. The Olympics are on. All right, our next DJ guest, the man, the myth, the legend, one of my best friends, DJ Lugnut. Lugnut! You know, as I sit here, Shane. I understand. As Look, what I you started. Here, Look what you started. Ladies and gentlemen, I wear sunglasses not to be cool. I have a rare eye condition, and you can't believe how bright the lights are here. Don't lie, Bernie. You look cool. No, Thank it, you. seriously, these things are bright. You know, it's like looking into the sun. <laughs> seeing all these disc jockeys that you uh, brought on to the Rowdy Cowboy Show after I finally retired, it's like one after another. Guys that we used to throw out of here. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Oh, multiple clubs. I'm sure you've thrown this guy out of. It may or may not have happened. He's got a great... Uh, we've been asking people to share, like, a Rowdy Cowboy Show story, but I think you should share your Rush story when we get to that. Which one? The, the like, falling off the bar stool thing, Big Brian. Oh, yeah. So, but let's start with, because obviously everybody knows who you are, but just a quick, what did you do with the show? Well, short story long, you went on... You got drug out of town for work. I was in yep. contracting. And... Yep. Uh, Poor KG was trying to do everything all by himself. He couldn't quite handle it. He was struggling. So I would come out just as a patron. I started filling in. Literally, he'd be up here in the booth, and I'd be with my back to the wall running the computer over here and just in behind the scenes and helped out a number, number of weeks, actually months like that. And then uh, you guys asked me to, to join on. And from there, it's kind of morphed into I did a little of everything and a lot yeah. of everything. Yes. So he's got a very successful wedding DJ business. Good for you. Backwood Sound and Light. Good, good, good. He does a bunch of gigs every year. So he's been in the business forever. So it was a natural fit for him to come in and help out. Yeah. And, uh, and then he DJed, he emceed, and he just kind of found this niche with production where he was having so much fun with the speakers and the lighting and all that stuff and just kind of found his home there. Nice. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a you're lot of fun. It still is a lot of fun. You're damn near all grown up, too. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. He can grow an impressive beard. When he has it grown out, it's quite. It's very Nordic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, when we uh, hit 32 degrees for the first time, I start growing. And when we hit 60, I shave it off. Last year, it was seven inches long. Oh, wow. Manicured. Yeah, quit, quit bragging. Do we have a picture of that? 
<laughs> What's that? Do we have a picture of that? Uh, I don't believe we do. Probably maybe somewhere. Danny has one hiding somewhere. Yeah, but somewhere on the Facebook, maybe. Tell us some fun stories about being a DJ with the Rowdy Cowboy Show. Oh, man. I've uh, done a ton of different gigs all over the place from uh, doing, well, um, shoot, on the spot. Had a good one on the top of my tongue. and Let's go back to the ro- the, that rodeo story. So which, I guess, which one? There's been a number of them with Big Brian and myself and a few of the other old rowdy crew or, I guess, new rowdy crew or I don't know how you want to put it. but It was something along the lines of you and having so many drinks you pass out on a bar stool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, all right. So one of my birthdays, uh, my buddy Mikey, my cousin and I all came out on a Wednesday night and I had Thursday off. And uh, Tex and Cookie and a few others came out, and I didn't know they were coming. So I didn't eat dinner, and I had a couple beers on the way because I wasn't driving. Or before we left, and not on the way. That would be illegal. Uh, <laughs> I don't think and, law enforcement uh, watches this podcast. You're probably all right. <laughs> well, yeah, regardless, we were, we were legal. But uh, by the end of the night... It, the amount of alcohol consumed was extremely high, <laughs> and they had put me in a in a chair with a high back, hoping that I would not fall over. Well, I proceeded to fall out of that, so they literally picked me. I wore overalls that night. They picked me up by my overalls and drugged me out the back door. <laughs> and then Charlie Daniels wrote a song about you. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Sitting on a bar stool acting like a darn fool. That's what we're doing tonight. Tonight. Oh, yes. Sure. You bet. It's going to be a whole lot of darn fool tonight. <laughs> so, Lucky, what have you been up to other than weddings? Recently or? Yeah, so this guy definitely wins the award from coming from the furthest away. He drove two hours to get here, and he's got to go two hours back after this. Where are you living? Well, I live down by Faribault, but sure. uh, I'm fishing a tournament right now down by Wabasha. Okay. So that's where we're staying. Pre-fishing started today and goes through Tuesday night, and then the tournament starts Thursday morning. That's so a shout out to Wabasha, cool little town. Yeah, it is um, gorgeous it, down all there. Those little towns on the Mississippi River are pretty cool. That's yeah. his new thing. Is he's you know, aside from his actual day gig? How many tournaments a year are you fishing now? Uh, this summer I should be up close to twenty. Twenty fishing wow. tournaments. Wow. I don't think I've gone fishing 20 times in my life. <laughs> you know, I could probably say the same. Well, if you ask my wife, I'm never home. I'm always fishing. So. We will. She's here. She we'll is. She's her. right up there. To <laughs> <laughs> get a thumbs up from her. Is he gone that much? Well, you know, it, it, I'm surprised she's not yelling right now. <laughs> no that fishing would get in, get in the way of my hunting. <laughs> well, that'll be coming this fall. Yeah. Yeah, he does that too. All right. He's been sending me some trail cam pics. Cool. Got, got some nice deer on his property. That's the other side of the boots and back straps. Got the back straps part, all about hunting. All right, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for DJ Lugnut. DJ Lugnut, come on. Our next guest almost needs no introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, definitely the legend, my partner in crime, Mr. DJ Kid George. Come on now. I barely recognize you in your pants, on. <laughs> Who is this guy? Wait a while. Wait a while. Good to see you, pal. 
I got to tell you guys, I'm actually really nervous about this uh, interview. I've never seen you nervous. <laughs> Have I'm another so drink. Nervous. You're not going to puke or anything, are you? Because you puke. Spew into this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just because no one knows you, can you tell everybody uh, who you are and what you did with the show? <laughs> uh, or I what could, you I, did to <laughs> the show? What I did to the I'm show. I'm finding out a lot of stuff tonight. Oh, Tom, you could write a book on this. Like, your book is going to be good. I'll be on, like, the footnotes on that, but it's, that's what you read when you go to bed, if you know what I mean. It won't be the part I read to my kids, it, no. if I ever have any no. kids. No, okay. no. Or, like, okay. alone, no one's around. It'll be a pop-up. Uh, I've been a DJ for the Rowdy Cowboy Show for, jeez. Um, I don't know. Shane, how long have I been here? Since 08. Since 08. And I'm not going to do the math on that either. Danny, do the math and put it up on the screen, please. That's a teenager ago. Yes. Holy, you know, holy crap, can I it interrupt? is. I it want is. to get a little, a little sentimental here. Sitting here with you two guys, I can't tell you what that does to me. Because, you know, I spent 35 I years. I can see what's doing. Ooh. <laughs> I spent 35 years doing this show all by myself. Tried to retire a half a dozen times. And I couldn't get it done until I met these two jokers. And I'm just so happy that you guys took the Rowdy Cowboy Show to another level and brought all these new faces into it. Because like I said, my, my crew is uh, getting old. Yeah. I'm getting old. No, you're just and saying it's that. Just, it's so much fun. I feel so lucky to be here with you two guys knowing what you did and how you carried it on and how professionally you... How professionally you did it, and how unprofessionally. Yes, <laughs> and that and that was a, the, our uh, our secret to our success was Shane was very professional about it, and I did everything I could to screw that up. <laughs> so. It worked. It worked. So good feeling for me. Well, I appreciate that. Well, yeah. you know what? We couldn't have done what we did without you starting it up and uh, and running with it for like what thirty five years. I remember meeting both of you guys here. Sixty Not, years. Sixty years. How long did you do this? Thirty five. Thirty five. That was a whole... No, Shane's way older than that. That's his a, I his wish math it, is weird. I know. <laughs> I know. I I'm not know. Gonna it is what it just, is. Just, just start putting you. numbers up. We'll be fine. I wish I... There you go. Someday Good soon. George, you got it? Thank you. I'm going to revitalize that VHS tape of when Entertainment Tonight came here and just say, you know, I mean, all these memories, it's just amazing. And boy, am I getting an earful of memories from some of the people in the crowd tonight. Oh, yeah. People always come up to me and tell me stuff that I used to do that I don't remember doing. You know, I, I showed up a little bit early tonight and just thinking that I'm going to roam in, set up some microphones, and we're not going to be starting for a while, so I'm going to have a couple of drinks so that I'm actually good at my job. And uh, and uh, I, I we, have, we have a DJ tab. Oh, do we? Okay, I was, I was here 30 seconds before Shane's like, I need a speaker. I'm like, holy crap, I'm already I'm <laughs> work. I'm sweating. This is baloney. Tell no us a pressure. fun story. No it's like the old days. <laughs> yeah. He was playing golf today, TK. I right. was. I was. Super disappointed to find out he's not golfing with us on Tuesday. Yeah. No, he... Unfortunately. He, uh, he's got to get up to, to Wii Fest and get squared away. I, I could not narrow down a funny story if I tried right now. I, there's <laughs> been so much... You know what? I, 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 got, I got one that's, uh, that's, I guess, pretty comical. It's funny now, Jill, but... Uh, uh, so my, my shtick for the longest time is... And Tomcat, you, you know as well as anybody... It is really hot up there with all those oh, apps. Yeah. Really hot. And so at one point with the fan up there, I'm like, you know what? I don't need these pants anymore. And so I just started taking them off. Just 
It was practical at first. Oh, it was. <laughs> it, at first, and then it just became... Signature. If it's, if it's after 11, your pants better be off. So uh, we had our buckle bunnies uh, uh, working for us here and uh, you know, doing shots and stuff like that. And uh, Jill... Um, who was our who was our lead at the time? She came and grabbed my pants, snuck them snuck them away, went over to the beer tub, dunked them all the way in the water, and then brought them outside for them to harden like a rock. And <laughs> it was fi- winter time. It was winter time. <laughs> Jill would never do such a thing. And finally, I, and, and I'm like, has anybody seen my pants? I, I like this is it's a it's not a weird thing for me to say. Has anybody seen my pants? But in that case. I, I remember got, those days. They got brought back up to me just standing on their own. I'm like, oh. <laughs> They're leaning up against the wall in the corner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got socks that do that, but not pants. So. I have, Hand towels? I have dirty feet. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to go is. barefoot. You don't want to go barefoot now. Of course, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, they replaced the carpet in there, and I was talking to Tommy Duray, the owner. I was like, you didn't let anybody touch that carpet when they took it out with their bare hands, did you? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, don't take a black light to that carpet, please. Carpeting people came in, they all had to get a tetanus shot. Well, that's what they did all the, they did all the test pilot filming for that uh, TV show, CSI. Yeah. They did all that <laughs> test film there. Dad, <laughs> uh, yeah. dang it, you have turned out to be such a good friend, and, well, both of you guys. And I feel like I'm blessed later on in my life to have friends like you and share these great, great stories. A lot of stories that I haven't heard. I mean, I vaguely remember a lot of my... I'm a little bit like Joe Walsh. You know, it was great fun if I could remember it. You know, and I certainly do remember all the years, but hearing your stories tacked on to my memories is pretty cool. It's another guy that's a very accomplished professional DJ yeah, doing everything under the sun from weddings to parties to nightclubs, bars, concerts... He was Kenny, Jez- Kenny Chesney's pre-concert party DJ for an entire tour. Do we have that picture? I love that picture. And this year at the WeFest, I'm dragging you up on the main stage, and we're going to turn our backs to the crowd, and we're going to have some Take our pants off and honor KJ. <laughs> we're going to take our pants off and moon everybody. You, you can't do that at WeFest? You can't? Oh, okay. I, I kind of wrote the rules. If they get mad at me, I'll just say Karina said we could. Yeah. All right. Do we have that picture of KG from when he was on tour? That's a great picture. I love that picture. In all the years I did the WeFest, I never thought of doing something Tell that like story that. quick while she's looking for right. the picture. So um, so every week I, uh, I would get flown out on Wednesday, and uh, we do a radio uh, radio party on uh, either Wednesday or Thursday or both uh, with the different radio stations in that city for the Kenny Chesney concert. And then the day of the concert, I would do it right outside the main doors as everybody's coming in. I get the big Kenny Chesney bus behind me and everything, and uh, it was it was just a blast. And But once I was done DJing, I mean, all I could do is go backstage and drink and, you know. As, no, <laughs> and, and all that's a blast, but I was there by myself. Everybody else was working. So I'm just, like, standing around doing nothing. I mean, I was, and I was honestly so goofed up uh, my, my first couple times out there, I didn't even know how to react. I turn around, and there's this huge, there's this huge guy behind me with this big head. And I turn around, and, and he's dressed real Big Steve? No, I turn, <laughs> he does have a big damn head. I turn around, and I look at this guy, and I'm like, I know him. How do I know him? I'm in, I'm in Denver right now. I'm like, what is going on? I turn around, look at him again. 
is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning standing right behind me. Huge head. Huge head. His and, head is too big for his body. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I don't even know if he wears a helmet or if they just paint it on. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, but I was so blown away by the whole situation that I didn't even take advantage and like, hey, man, big fan. I just, I just stood there just really awkwardly looking at him out of the corner of my eye. I didn't know how to react. So, right. so because I was so bored with all that, um, I was talking to the guys that were on the bus with me, and they were like, um, they would go out and shoot T-shirt cannons into the crowd. And I'm like, that looks awesome. They go, you want to come out there? I go, yes. <laughs> so I bundled up all my own T-shirts uh, that, you know, from the bus, and, and, we, and I would just go out there and just fire them into the crowd and, and, right. and just having a blast. I'm doing the, um, the Hulk Hogan, and I'm like, oh, I can't hear you. you know? <laughs> and just having a blast. And I turn around, and somebody has a camera, and everybody's cheering behind me still. And I just put my hands up like this. I'm like... And, and smile, and they take a great picture of me in front of sixty thousand people at Gillette. E- epic at, picture at Gillette Stadium. So uh, it was it was you know, a very cool deal. Did you find it? No, so all right. It does exist. We didn't make up this whole story just for a cool story. I promise. Well, you're going to get a lot more of Kid George throughout the party later. Remember, party starts at nine, folks, and we do got to get another person in the spot. Before we get to that, you know, you work with Kenny Chesney and two of my favorite entertainers of all time. One's in the entertainment business. Did you get to be friends with Robin? Robin West? Um, n- uh, not really. Okay. I, I, know, I know who you're referring to. but Kenny Chesney's manager. Yeah. No, I, I, I did. Uh, what a great guy. Yeah. How about uh, Nick Hoffman? Nope. That, uh, that name oh. I don't know. Well, that's, there's two so of the greatest I was, guys. I was instructed... Like oh. you, you work here, so don't be a fanboy. Like, okay. don't run around and like just hey, hey, let's take a picture together, stuff like that. So I had to try and you know keep it together. Well, you and Nick both being from Minnesota, I would have thought he maybe would have sought you out. Oh, okay. And just sat alone, talked about home and all that stuff. I didn't get to talk to too many people. I was just the guy drinking by myself in the corner. <laughs> all right, taking, folks. Taking weird pictures. You'll get a lot more of this guy later. Put your hands together for DJ Kid George. Kid Cowboy George. <laughs> Next in the hot seat, our producer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Boots and Backstrokes podcast, DJ Danny G. Yeah, baby. Come on now. She's coming out from behind the camera for the first time in all of our episodes. Except when she needs to come and slap us behind the head. And yeah, right. Say, right. They wouldn't see that. I switched the angle so you I can't know. see me smack you around. Is it weird to be on this side of the camera, Danny? Only because I don't know what's going on back there. <laughs> it's better that you don't. Yes, Kyle. Yeah. Make it good, Kyle. We can trust Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Danny, not, not unlike any of the other people that we've had sitting in tonight, you yeah. have done everything under the sun in the DJ industry. Yeah. Tell everybody how you got involved in the show. So, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Kid George is my brother. Oh, okay. So, if you didn't know, now you know, and you understand a lot, a You're lot better. You're both pretty no. damn cute. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, and so, when he started doing the shows and started doing anything DJing, I mean, he didn't even give me an option. I had to learn how to DJ. Um, so from a very young age, I was like, sure, let's do this. Um, and uh, when Roddy Cowboy Show started taking off, um, I actually took over his DJ job at um, Welch's Big Ten. Yes. So I couldn't come to the Roddy Cowboy Shows. Swingers night. I, I did a lot of swingers <laughs> night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good you people. You think we're kidding? No, we're not. they're great people. They're a lot of fun. Um, but uh, I didn't get to go out to the Roddy Cowboy Show until Dive Bar because... I wasn't old enough. Yeah. And then uh, slowly jumped into the Black Label's dance team. And then when you retired, I took over for you. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's we should get this 
out there for the record because not everybody knows this. Yes. But when I retired, Danny, you actually own the other half of the show. Yeah. So I, because people people message me all the time like, hey Shane, what's up with the Rowdy Cowboy Show or when are you doing Rowdy Cowboy Show again? And I'm like, you know, you're never gonna get away from it. I'm like, no, you, that's you can try. It, no, I am not Rowdy Cowboy Show at all anymore, other than by request. If you guys ask me to come out, yeah. Rowdy Cowboy Show is Kid George and Danny G. They own it. They run it like the whole thing. So. Their questions, comments, and snide remarks. He can't. You can't get away. <laughs> you're the best villain. I want and, to. <laughs> and you set us up in a really great way. So thank you. Nah, and, I welcome. mean, and Tom too. I, I was mean, following his footsteps. It's good. <laughs> it's good. I mean, the, the, the footsteps are super small. I, I thought it was a deer actually. Small feet. <laughs> He's very sneaky. He is. Yeah. yeah, but they had longevity. Cowboy ninja. Cowboy yeah. ninja. Cowboy ninja. Yeah. So Danny, tell him the story about uh, when you and I first met. I was playing one of the club's favorite songs by, uh, oh, who did Trashy Woman? Oh, my memory. Who was the artist of that song? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. But it was I, a I big like my women just a little on the trashy side. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I all didn't the know girls if... loved it. And all tell them how you felt about it. in the 80s. Confederate Railroad? <laughs> we're, we're current Yeah, Confederate now. Railroad, that's right. Yeah, Confederate I, Railroad. Yeah. Yeah, you played that song. You're like, all right, this one goes out to all my wild ladies, and then you play, I like my women on the trashy side, and I was like, who is the old guy? <laughs> who is this guy? And I, I didn't know who you were. I have a way better appreciation for you now. And at the time, I was like, you're kind of creepy. <laughs> you know what? I better turn my ear up. I didn't hear what she said. You were kind of creepy. Kinky. She, no, she said you've got a van with no windows with puppies and candy and in it. And you know, isn't that something? i got a van, too. I know. I've seen your van. <laughs> he does have a van. And it yeah, used to have I've a couch it. in it. Oh, well. Yeah, it was very, Now like, it's got antlers. It was, I like my women just a little on the trashy side. What what one of us guys don't? Thank, the, the way, thank wait, you, next. So the first time I saw this van and the couch in it, I, the first thing I thought of was Silence of the Lambs. You're like, yeah. Tom, I was no. like, I'm not helping you put that couch in that Tom, van. Tom, no. <laughs> I know I will not rub any lotion on my skin. <laughs> Some of my young deer hunting friends would get together when we're up north deer hunting, and they'd write on it with their fingers, the creeper van. <laughs> I'd look at them like, whatever. That's funny. Oh, That's funny. So good to have you here. And you know what, Danny? Yes. Even though we didn't start off on the right foot, I sure have come to... It was to the a- left foot. I sure have come to appreciate all that you do and how good you are at doing it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, she is good at doing it. She has a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah at least one <laughs> that I know of. That, that, that works better if guys say and it. I understand they get better. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, right? I like the like hairdo, a, by the way. Like a you. fine wine. Thank yeah. you. It's my, it's my pinup look. Actually, I called Kid George and I said, okay, you ready for this? And he's like, I'm not quite ready yet. And he's like, okay, can I just make a request about how you, how you dress? And I was like, Hit me. And he's like, can you do your pinup thing with America? And I said, I I can. I can pin up America. It's a good look for you. Thank you. I really like it. I really like it. Well, Danny, let's do some shameless plugging here because not only are you busy outside of what what you do with the podcast, but this Danny Geo Productions thing is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I run my own production company. Um, I've moved a lot into photography, and I have a lot of videography. Um, which is what you went to school for. This, which I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm working in my field. I did a lot with HGTV previous to having a baby. Do you and know what HGTV is, Tom? 
I know this is a family show, but can you kiss my ass? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> this is not a family show, for the record. He's always working when on did that change? about me being When, when did this become a family show? Is that new? <laughs> I think it's when you make a family. Ah, yeah. yes. You know how they always laughed at me when I said the Rowdy Cowboy show was a family show? Right. And then I'd correct them and I'd say, do you know how many families have been started in the back seats of cars out in our parking lot. You know, okay, can I just, can I get sappy for a second? Yeah. yeah. So with Roddy Cowboy Show, I was thinking about it, and I was like, okay, we're going to go do this reunion. We have a lot of, you know, we're juggling a lot of things, but if you think about it, like, I look out here, and there's so many people that I would have never, ever met had it not been from Rowdy. Yeah. Like, like best friends, yeah, friends for life. Like, I met um, Travis's wife. And I met her, and I, I don't know if you've ever heard the story. You probably have. I met her at Doghouse during a Rowdy Cowboy show, and I was like, I think I love you. And we exchanged numbers. And then later that evening, I went and picked her up, and we ended up getting matching tattoos that same day. So, like, and that was pre, like, her and That's pretty serious, like, George. same I know. day matching tattoos. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're, we're kind of crazy, but that's why it works. But, like, there's so many amazing people that I've met that I just, I can't get over you know, it's been that way ever since the Hogs Breath opened in 1977. There's a table right there. And all of those people used to work here at the Hogs Breath. Yeah. And they remain friends, and they're still best friends. Hey, That's Kendall. Great. Kendall, can you hear me? No, nope, they, they can't hear you around the corner. Kendall, we love you. No, they, they can't hear me, but that's all right. And it's you're so right. Yeah. The people that have met here, married here, divorced, yep. come back for seconds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just Come back for seconds. Well, you know, I, I can remember. Second times the try. Yes. I can for remember some. introducing people to. I'm their, only doing this twice. I'm only doing this twice. Okay. I yeah. can remember introducing to a guys to girls and vice versa. They go off and they get married. I wouldn't see them for three years. Then all of a sudden the guys show back up. I'm like, you're back for seconds, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're there's, divorced, there's something divorced. electric about these rowdy people. Yeah. yeah. All right, Danny. Before right. we let you get back to your post over there, share, yeah. a, share a good story with us. Okay. Um, good story. Good story. How about a bad story? Yeah, bad story is good. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have a bad story. I guess, I guess the biggest thing is, um, is when I made the dance team for the first time. Okay. And uh, I tried out for the Black Label's dance team. And they're performing tonight, right? And they're performing tonight. That's right. And um, and just being able to be a part of that team and be a part of the Roddy Cowboy Show family in a different way. And yeah. I just remember, you know, getting the message, and I was like, I'm in. Like I I was in before, but I was in like like Kid George's little sister. And then I became a part of the family in a different way. So. Made your own way. I did. And here I am, ladies and gentlemen, DJ Danny G. Let's hear it for Danny. Come on. We have lots of colorful guests. Colorful is a good way of putting it. So our next guest is one of my oldest friends, and uh, we actually had people fooled for about two decades that we were related. <laughs> Big brother, little brother kind of thing. Ladies and gentlemen, help us welcome to Boots and Backstraps, DJ Killer Kyle. Killer Kyle, come on now. What up? So we'll ask you the same question we asked Danny. How does it feel to be on this side of the camera? This feels a little bit more natural for me okay. <laughs> than that side, but I like both sides. You have less control here, though. You can't mess with us when you're over here. Now you're getting messed with. No, I can still mess with you if I wanted to. <laughs> Killer Kyle, get that microphone a little closer. Eat that there thing. You go. Right there? There, there you go. There we go. Yeah, get right up on it. Yeah. So, Kyle, tell everybody 
about how you got introduced to the show and what you did with us. Uh, introduced to the show, that would be uh, back in 2011. Okay. Uh, actually came to hang out with you. You're at, you actually invited me out to a show. You are like, hey, you got to come out and check out what I'm doing. Uh, so I ended up uh, coming out, loved it. Just loved the entertainment factor of it. Because there's DJs who just go out and they play music. Yeah. Rowdy Cowboy Show. It's a show, and yeah. that that just grabbed me the moment that I saw it. I was like, "Oh, I'm hooked with this. This is phenomenal." And been there ever since. I think uh, started with you guys doing lights shortly after that, and then uh, as you stepped away, I stepped in to start doing some MCing yep. for some shows, and then got into DJing a little bit too as well. Yeah, and Kyle's another guy, Tom, that's been. In the business forever, done everything under the sun, weddings, bars, nightclubs, college parties, yeah, all the embarrassing things. Oh, you're, sure a, you're sure a great asset to us, to the boots and the back straps. Thank you. It's just not the same when you ain't there. Yeah, I love it. This is, yeah. I love doing the show. This is phenomenal. I absolutely love it. And the stories we won't tell. That's <laughs> how I look at it. Is Wow, there's a lot of them. Never going to see the light of day. We got some stories that would make a dead man blush. Oh, yeah. That seems to be a common thread <laughs> between myself and you and Kid and everybody else. Well, where do you think it started, TK? It's like you gave us all the permission slip. You know, that's kind of the, the theme of the Rowdy Cowboy Show. People used to think, well, Tomcat, Tomcat. And I'm like, listen, I'm just a disc jockey. But the one thing that I do well is I give you permission to be naughty. <laughs> and I, I, have fun. Yeah, I think one of the great things about the show, you know, is that, you know, again, you look around here and all the all the amazing people that are in here, the show, it's twofold. It's the it's doing the show, the DJs and the MCs, but it's the crowd as well. It's that interaction back yep. and forth. You know, we, call, we talk about Rowdy Cowboy Show family. That's literally what it is, you know, being able to look out at all these, all these faces that I haven't seen for a long time. That's what it is. It's, it's that interaction back and forth that makes it so loved. In my opinion, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's kind of funny. I'm just thought of it. I'm like, who worked with me other than Big Steve, Greg Devolis, yep. who's no longer with us, Larry, and yeah, Larry and I never worked together. But he did the Burnsville Bowl. Yeah. We're talking about Larry James down in Burnsville. For all of you folks in Burnsville watching, um, hopefully he's going to show up. But he has a wedding today, so I don't think that's going to happen. Larry James, and then there was uh, Shithead. Shithead, yeah. Ricky St. John, <laughs> who will be here at some point later for the party, but he's not going to make the podcast, unfortunately, because he's got DJing things to do. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to make money. He's got a successful company in Northern Lights Sound. Yep. So Big company. And Kyle, you know, Kyle and I have worked for a bunch of local guys, like Sounds Great and EMI. Twin City Sound. Yep. Twin City Sound. We've we've been friends for thirty years. I know. I was wow. Just think about that. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it you know it's it just blows my mind that you know we've known each other that long. My, I consider you my little brother. Yeah. My mom even would say that. You know, he's like your little brother, cool. which is the way I looked at it. You know, and then really when I look at like like Kid George, I've known for like a decade, but I feel like I've known him my whole life. Yeah. Just the same way with him. Danny's like a sister. It's it's. Awesome. It's like, it's family. There's a lot I, I of love. It. A lot of love. Can, can I um, share a fun Kyle story? You bet. Uh-oh. So when Kyle and I first became friends, 
Kyle was not driving. Kyle no. was riding. Like, he just did not want to drive. It's so like probably almost the first decade I knew him, he didn't drive. Really? So I'd pick him up at his place in Anoka. No. No. No, just he just didn't, didn't drive. Want to never, drive. Never did that, ever. Yeah, he's, he's pretty clean. Not uh, surprising. So anyway, so I go to pick him up at his place in Anoka, and I knock on the door, and his dad comes to the door. And I was like, hey, I'm here to get Kyle. And he's like, okay, he's downstairs in his room. So I go down there, and uh, he's sleeping. But I didn't know that because I opened the, the bedroom door, and he's laying in his bed. Naked? Nope. nope. He's dressed, but he's got his arms crossed this and time. his feet crossed, completely prone on his bed with his eyes open. So I think, okay, is he, like, meditating or something? This fucker was actually sleeping with his eyes open. <laughs> yes. It was really? the strangest thing ever. So we had this long talk about it. I was like, you sleep with your eyes open? He's like, yeah. <laughs> well, you can never be too safe. Yeah. <laughs> Not all the time, but it does happen. Uh, it, it's crazy. I mean, especially if you're friends with Kid George. You, you better keep <laughs> those eyes open. At least one eye open. <laughs> At least one. Yeah. Uh, and, you're, and you're back to the wall. <laughs> Kyle, do you got a good story you want to share with us? Uh, you know, there's so many good ones because, you know, one of the things I think about is the offshoot that we had with uh, Electric Rodeo from yeah. Rowdy Cowboy Show. So doing Electric Rodeo. That was our Rodeo, festival thing. Yeah, that we were doing at the festivals. And I think we have the, we have the picture of it. Um, when we were doing one of the festivals, we got everybody, you know, everybody was out. I think we were playing Born in the USA. And uh, somebody in the crowd had a flag just draped over their shoulders and I ended up just grabbing it just instinctively I grabbed it just held it up uh, right there there's the picture right there held it up the whole crowd started chanting USA it was just like really cool I love that picture Um, goosebumps yeah it was just those events were you know for so many years those were a lot of fun to do to be you know I love being up on stage Uh, the ladies that were up there Jill was up there with us she was amazing Kid George, Danny, I mean, when we were up on that stage, it's, you know, and feeding off those people and that energy going back and forth, there's nothing like that. So I absolutely loved having the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure not only to know you, because you know I love you. Love you too. um, But to have you working with us in so many different capacities, it just wouldn't be the same to not have you with us, brother. So thank you. I appreciate it, man. It's, you know, 30 years and we're still going strong. Yes, we are. Here's to another 30, man. Absolutely. DJ Killer Kyle. Let's hear it for Killer Kyle. Come on. Come on now. I've got a wife that I've been friends with for 30 years. Our next guest in the hot seat, the guy that's always behind the scenes, but so important to what we do, Tomcat. Another guy we used to throw out of here. Unbelievable. <laughs> Everybody help us welcome to Boots and Backstraps, DJ Sparky. Sparky, how are you? So a little bit about Sparky. Not only does he DJ a little here and there, but he's the guy that tirelessly always helps to set up and tear down after all the shows for years and years. We couldn't do what we do. They couldn't do what they do now without Sparky. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Are you hearing yourself okay? Uh, this is the first time I've actually had these headphones on, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> is it weird to be in front of the camera? Yes. Or cameras? <laughs> yes. Normally I'm always behind the scenes, and I'm not out front and all that, so bear with me, guys. I'm new to this stuff. <laughs> Sparky, was that you that came all the way up to Carlstad, Minnesota? With uh, not Shane, but uh, Kid George, when we were doing the uh, Mustang Lounge. Oh no, the, kicking up country. Kicking up country. No, did, uh, the I don't cowboy, remember that. Rowdy Cowboy Show. 
I don't remember doing that one. Okay. Well, I know I've worked with you, and uh, we. He was uh, up here with you on Mondays. Yeah. Yes, and I, I was your intern. I was your intern for a while here at Cogsburg. I know. I was looking at my. I was on my contacts the other day, and I said, "Sparky, I haven't seen him in ages." <laughs> I got you in my phone, and I thought about you. It's good to have you here. Yes. Yes. I almost didn't make it, though. I almost didn't. Well, I'm glad you did. He yeah. was. Yeah. T- what were you doing before this? I, I'm part of a thrashing show club, so I had to set up for a thrashing show next weekend. So that's what I was doing, working out in the heat all day. What kind of a show? Thrashing show. It's oh. old farm equipment. Oh, yeah. Big one up stuff. in just north of Detroit Lakes, and there's a big one over here in Schaefer. Yep. Yep. They're, they're, they're all over, and I try to go to all of them. I try to what, go to what's all the one just north and a little bit west of Detroit Lakes? That's a big... Thrashing show. I, I know what you're talking about. I think I, it starts with an O. No, an R. I, I know which one you're talking about. Oh. It's it's. People have tried to get me to go up there since I became a part of this stuff, and they say it's like a two to three day show. Oh, that's a good that, deal. Like that's how long it will take you to get yep. to everything at this show. And I'm going, damn, killer cow. <laughs> we'll see what your salt is worth. Thrashing show. Rolog? Rolog. Yeah, yeah, Rolog. Rolog. There we love go. It when my I, I seriously am never surprised by you, man. <laughs> you talk about me having good memory. Listen to you. It's ridiculous. Rolog, Minnesota. Huge. The one thing I can give Shane credit for. The he one will, thing. Just no, one no, thing. No, no, hold on. <laughs> you can walk into a bar. He hasn't seen this person in how many years? Oh, hey, how's it going? Blah, 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 blah with names. Yeah. And I'm going, how the hell do you do that? What is your secret? Because I can tell people by their faces, but I don't know their names. Yeah, I'm the same way you are. I'm not very good with names. It's a. I was telling Danny before this because we have this thing all the time where she just looks at me and asks me, and I just say it. It's a. Sometimes it's a blessing to have that memory. Sometimes it is a curse. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't always work to my benefit. What's the bad part about it? Well, because my well, my lovely wife is here now. It looks like she just showed up and. Uh, she will definitely hold me to account at times. She'll be like, I know you know. And I'm like, what? You, what? No, I have, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. That's a good thing, though. Yeah. Called on the carpet every time. <laughs> what have you been doing lately? Oh, a lot of fishing. boy. A lot of fishing. I'm, a, I'm an avid cat fisherman. All right. So I catch them big, Like ugly. with a pole or are you noodling? Well, I haven't gone noodling in a couple of years, but I take my pole and I wiggle my worm and bam, she's on it. <laughs> yes! yes! <laughs> that one's got to get clipped into a... Yeah, write that one down, Danny. That one's got to get clipped into a short little social media thing. He uses that technique for other things, too. Grab my pole, well, wiggle my worm, yeah. and... You, you might have right a point. On. Quit giving out my secrets. <laughs> That's awesome. No, but I, I do a lot of that. I spend a lot of time with my sobriety family and all that. Um, I, I miss you guys, too. It, like, when Shane reached out to me about this, it, I wasn't going to come because I was going to do that thrashing stuff. But Shane reached out to me personally. He asked me, and I said, yes, I'll do it. And actually, I'm really honored to do it. Yeah, you know, we ain't getting any younger. you got to do stuff like this. Yeah. I've had a bunch of people call me and say, well, I don't know if I... I said, hey, man... We're not getting any younger. Get up there for one last hurrah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's an honor to be back here with the originals, <laughs> the original founders of the show. Hey, don't don't you, be mad at that guy. He didn't see the cameras and the lights. <laughs> like, it's hard to see with, that. 
I've been able to work one on one with Tom. Funny. Yeah. He came through and his wife went. Whoa. Yeah, because the, the wife has got the brains in the family. She was like, "What is he doing?" <laughs> Sparky, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Continue. No, no, no. It's been an honor to work with everybody, especially you, Tom Cat. Thank you you. you. you took me underneath your wing, not even knowing me, and all that. You taught me some of the basics of the show. Shane, when I first got started with the show, me and you had some really heart-to-heart conversations and stuff. Yeah. Same with Travis. I look at Travis like a brother. I look at everybody like they're my brothers and sisters because everybody has been there for me through thick and thin and never turned their back, knowing the past that I've come from. And that's what I like about this show. Yeah, it's been something, hasn't it? Yes. And I'm proud to call you a friend and I'm Sparky, I wonder if he's going to be there. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> I, I told him on the phone, I said, look, man, you may be behind the scenes most of the time, but you deserve a spot in this podcast. You've worked yeah. as hard as anybody with the show, and people need to see you and hear you for a few minutes. Well, there, there's been some days where I'm going to bring up an old story of you and Travis. Here. Good deal. Yeah. I think it was Luck, Wisconsin or something like that. We're at this bar. And I, a I, bar in no, Wisconsin? No, 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 no hold no. on, hold on. <laughs> the watch. Shane buckles himself in the front seat, okay, of of the vehicle. Travis tried getting into the front seat. He wanted to sit in the front. Well, Shane's Shane's all buckled in and all this, and he's trying to watch his hat and all that, his ten gallon hat. All right, this is this is hilarious. Every once in a while, he would grab Travis's head and go pop, pop, pop. Pull it down into my crotch. <laughs> He's trying to pull me out of the seat, not realizing I buckled in. And I just kept grabbing him by the back of the head and pulling him, <laughs> pulling him down. We actually have this on video somewhere. I must have done it ten times. Hey, don't unplug that, Travis. I'm, don't unplug that because you're getting called out. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was dying laughing the whole time, and he's dying laughing. And the, the bar security comes out thinking we're fighting, and Chad's going, no, 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 they're friends. Just stand here and watch. Just watch this. Because by the end of this, you're going to be either pissing in your pants because you're laughing so hard, or you're going to be laying on the ground rolling laughing so hard. <laughs> it, it was just it was hilarious watching this. I recorded it, and I don't have that phone anymore. But during it's on t- Facebook somewhere. But during tonight's show, I will personally go around asking certain people that I know that have access to Facebook, because I don't believe in Facebook. I really don't. And... See if they can pull up this show so you can see it, Tom Cat, because <laughs> it, it is hilarious. I'd like to see it. it uh, yes. yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, how about a round of applause for DJ Sparky? Sparky, good to have you here, brother. It's good seeing you again, guys. All right, All right uh, our next guest DJ has the honor of being the title of being the fanciest dressed with the most sparkly pants, ladies and gentlemen. Cowboy Troy! Another guy we used to throw out of here. <laughs> well, the game has changed. Here we are. How are we doing? Good to see you, brother. You too. Thanks for joining us, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So he was going to initially come to the party, but not the podcast, even though we wanted him to sit in, because King George was playing locally. And then he called me and said, hey, they pushed the George Strait concert out, so now I can join you. Good deal. So he's sitting in shithead spot. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Upgrade. Absolutely. <laughs> I hope Shithead okay. watches this podcast yeah. just to see how much we love him. You know what? Because they all know me as a little country and a little rock, so you got to put a little mix in there, you know. Yeah, no doubt. So the bro country works well with you. He does. You know, 
I look at it this way: all those different bands out there, they wouldn't be anything without the music that we had growing up. So I know. You know, I my hats my hats and my respect go off to those bands out there. You know what, bro country's bro country, and it's it not is. everybody's cup of tea, but they make it their own. Right. But they brought it up from what we heard right. growing up. I mean, country music would not be anything without Waylon or Johnny or any of those guys oh, gosh, yeah. coming up. Yeah, exactly right. So, so CBT, tell everybody, not that they don't already know, what you did for the show. Uh, I was an MC for the Rowdy Cowboy Show for quite a few years. Yeah. And uh, all I can say is, what a wild ride it was. <laughs> what a wild ride. The stories this guy's pants could tell you. <laughs> oh, man. If only Kid George could tell you what he has seen me, making me run in my tight pants. <laughs> he, he's, he's the guy that has always been rumored, or not rumored, sort of like teased about having bedazzled jeans, like little rhinestones I on them. Hey, I even wore the rhinestone necklace today just to add a little sparkle to the tradition here. I remember. The fanciest uh, pants in the room, this guy right here. <laughs> Wouldn't be the same without it. <laughs> a little bedazzled doesn't hurt anybody, you know? That's right. So, CBT, what are you doing with yourself these days? Uh, I'm a full-time warehouse manager, and um, that's about it. Living you know, life. Just, just living life, just grateful to be alive another day on this earth. Married? I'm sorry, that's a dumb question. <laughs> He's like, I'm not ready for all that. <laughs> you know, I may still have a little bit of rock star left in me, so, you know, I'm still trying to, like, be around the bush and go to the concerts before I actually get down to that step, so... I, I want to live vicariously through this guy all the time. I'm like, you, you went where and you saw what and you ran into who? <laughs> that's his thing. He's just always running into famous people. Well, so he can attest to this because uh, so I got, I ended up getting front row to Vince Gill. Nice. Down at Treasure Island. You, you ever heard of Vince Gill? <laughs> I've got some good pictures, Vince. Yeah. So I ended up getting the chance to meet Vince Gill and. I have always loved Vince Gill growing up. How can you not like love Vince his Gill? guitar playing? Is out, it's out of this legendary. world. Legendary, legendary, legendary. Well, I made sure to get him an autograph with his name on it. You sure did. From Vince Gill. You bet. One of the nicest guys. He's Vince Gill's mantra and what he's famous for. Not only is singing his songs and his guitar playing, he's the guy that never said no to anybody. When they needed his help, Vince Gill was the first one to step up. Sing harmony, play guitar. He's, you'd be blown away to know how many albums, country albums, and other albums, rock albums, that he's on. He's on. Oh, right now, I don't know if that tour is still going, but he's playing with the Eagles. It's amazing. That doesn't get any better than that. Well, he originally got to start with Pure Prairie League back Pure on. Uh, what what show was it? Uh, American Bandstand was it? Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, back Casey in the 80s. Kasem. Yeah, that's right. The big song, Amy, what you gonna do? Oh, yeah. That's a great tune. Uh, love that song. Love Vince Gill. Absolutely. Yeah. He's he's fantastic. He's, I mean, how many how many multi-time Grand Opry Hall of Famer is he? Oh, like, yeah. I mean. They he, got him. They have him inviting new people into the Opry now. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, he was uh, the host of the CMA Awards. For probably a record amount of times, like nine. I don't know if that number is correct, but nine consecutive times. And he was so funny. Yeah. I mean, he's just got this fun, low-key, dry sense of humor. So enough about Vince Gill. Let's talk a little bit more about you. We don't have a lot of time. Yeah, no, so I can honestly say some of the best shows that we ever performed were at Toby Keith's Bar oh, in yeah. St. Louis Park. 
Uh, we had the honor to open up for Chris Cagle one time, and I mean, just how electrifying that place could get. Yeah. Or kicking up country, playing a show at the Doghouse, and then at three in the morning driving six hours up north to kicking up, up country hour. music festival oh. with no sleep. And Carlstad, Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. It was yeah, a damn good time, though. I consulted them for two years and hosted it one year, and. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> uh, well, you're sticking around for the party, right, my friend? Oh, absolutely. Because we do have, a, I think we have four microphones ready to go tonight so that we can make sure that everybody's getting mixed oh, in boy. throughout the Ooh. show. Keep it a little spicy. Oh, keep it fun. Boy. Everybody's going to get a few minutes. And you know, I got a few messages this week being like, is Cowboy Troy going to show up to this reunion show? I'm like... I guess you're going to find out, aren't you? You damn skippy. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboy Troy. All right, our final guest for this podcast, before we break all this down and get the party started, please help us welcome into Boots and Backstraps the owner of the Hogs Breath, Tom DeRay. Come on now. Nineteen seventy seven. Seventy seven. Holy cow. So he started the hog's breath in seventy seven. Yep. I started breathing in seventy seven. <laughs> okay. Oh, those are some fun days. How do we work this one? Rosie Kinney is here. All right, what's Tony. Rosie. Can you guys hear all right? Rosie. They can't hear on that side. The speakers oh, they can't over here. Hear over there? Yeah. All right, Tommy, how are you, man? Hey. There he is. You're the hell of you. You're like a world-famous bingo caller. Yeah. <laughs> I was impressed with him earlier. I'm like, listen to this guy's mic voice. I just want to be like you, Tomcat, yeah. world-famous Tomcat. You know, when I finally retired after the fourth, fifth, or sixth time that I retired, my wife thinks it's pretty funny, but I went, ladies and gentlemen, from being the rowdy cowboy on Monday night to... The rowdy bingo caller at the nursing home in yeah. Wyoming, Minnesota. Wow. <laughs> how many people did you give heart attacks to? <laughs> uh, no, I kept it clean. So how much fun was that? It was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. How do you, I enjoyed that. How do you like the big smile on my face tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Like the old days. Oh, huh? yeah. Back. All you rowdy cowboys out there. How about that? Yeah. Come on now. Welcome back to the hog's breath. Hey. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Great to see you back. All the great times we've had. Wow. Tom, we have to thank you for your hospitality. Because I know normally you guys do a a really cool thing on Saturday nights with your Cosmic Bingo. And uh, you guys, you and Eric, your general manager, agreed to let us come in and take over on a Saturday night. So kudos to you and your staff. Thank you for letting us come in. Right. Well, we always appreciate you guys. Shane, uh, boots and back straps. Wow. That's great. And I want to thank Eric out there. Because uh, he does his show on uh, Cosmic Bingo. So, Eric Blaze. Letting it all happen tonight for the Rowdy Cowboys Show <laughs> reunion. 40 wow. years. 40 years. And, how, you know, we started doing the WeFest kickoff party in 1984, one year after we started the WeFest. So we did that for 34, 35 years right here. We sold the WeFest, and here we are again. Giving away box seats, giving away reserve seats, camping passes, 
general admission tickets. So you all make sure you stick around because we're doing it again right here at the only place in the Twin Cities that's holding a WeFest kickoff party. Yeah, I, I have to apologize for my distraction. I keep seeing all these faces I haven't seen in forever. I'm like, hey, hey, you know. I know. Put on some sunglasses. It helps. It's nostalgic. <laughs> Tom, is it not nostalgic? It really is. It goes back, way back. Because I always work Monday nights. Yeah. And it was, it was the greatest time in the world. It's great to see all the cowboys back and cowgirls. Yeah. And I used to always say... Monday night, the Rowdy Cowboy Show, it was the most fun you could have without having sex. How about that? <laughs> you know, we turned, it, was. we turned that into a T-shirt. That was a, our first T-shirt design said, the most fun you can have with your pants on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the time you and me and Sleepy Steve. Sleepy Steve! Big Steve. He's ladies and gentlemen, tonight. the three of us were standing at the bar when the phone rang. And it always rings, but someone said, hey, Tomcat, it's for you. And so I said, hello, and this is so-and-so from Entertainment Tonight. And I looked at the phone, and I said, all right, who's this? And he says, no, this is really Mary so-and-so from Entertainment Tonight. We'd like to come out in like two weeks and do a segment of the Rowdy Cowboy Show. And I'm like, really? Well, I, it was, it was kind of famous. I knew that, but I didn't think it was that famous. And so that night, I told the crowd that we're going to do entertainment tonight here you know in two weeks and everyone's like yeah right right i said i know i thought the same thing you probably don't believe me but just for the hell of it you better show up in two weeks because you might be on national tv so you couldn't get in the door they had their semi trucks out there with entertainment tonight we videotaped the whole night i mean there's so many memories we can talk about similar to that that happened at this unbelievable nightclub i mean these types of places usually only last two or three or maybe four years tommy dre we're celebrating 44 years uh, here at the hogs Rep. Come all, on, right, brother. <laughs> all right and it's that's great to have this crowd back it really is yeah this is the first time that uh since the pandemic started that we yep. are going to stay open a little bit later and do some dancing and play some music. So it's just great to have this crowd here. And we do appreciate everyone out there stopping by, having some fun with us, yep. doing some dancing, and we're going to be playing some music. Well, let me also say this. For all the line dancers out there, there are a few line dancers in the house tonight. Normally, there's tables down on this level, and Tom and Eric, the general manager, agreed to get rid of all the fucking tables and make this one big dance floor down here for you guys. So they, they deserve a lot of credit for that, taking Come up on, those, those spots to sit. That's two F-bombs you're throwing out there. It's a spicy night, Tom. Yeah, it is. We didn't even it get is. into the... I don't even have any shots yet. That's, that's where it's going. Well, we'll fix that up here in a few minutes. So, Tom... Tell us a fun story. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Tell us one of your great memories about the, the Hogs Rev. I mean, you must have a million over 44 years. But there are, there are so many. Does it involve kicking anybody in the head? <laughs> no, I think we'll leave that one out. <laughs> uh, but there are, there are so many, and the great people that uh, have come here over the years... And especially on Monday nights, it's such a loyal crowd. Yeah. So it's, it's so good to see all the people, all the different faces. And uh, I just want to let them know how much 
I appreciate it, and all the staff here on all the years that they supported us, and we'll just try and do our best to keep it going. You know, excuse me, I'll have a fun story. When we started the WeFest, we bust about two busloads of people from the rowdy, uh, from the Hogs Breath to show all the rest of those people how to party. Yeah. And it worked. <laughs> well, it's a tradition that's carried on for more than four decades, Tom, and we hope that we can keep this thing rolling with the Hogs Breath for four more. Um, it's uh, one of those things where we started talking a couple years ago about putting this reunion show together. There was never a question about where it was going to be. It was oh, always going to be here. You know, well, I do appreciate that. You know, you've spent many years here yourself. Yeah. And uh, I do appreciate that and all, all the things that you've done for the Hogs Breath. And uh, it'll always be remembered. Well, we love it. This is our country home in the Twin Cities, Tom, and I don't think that's ever going to change. So you just keep doing what you're doing so the doors stay open and we'll keep coming in here and drinking your whiskey. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. You know, country western music, when we were doing the Monday night, was was very famous and, and very special. Yeah. And uh, a lot had to do with Tomcat starting it out and uh, kept up the tradition for the many, many years, 35 some odd years. So, you know, my hat's Mostly off odd to you. Years. <laughs> <laughs> we did have some fun. Yes, oh, sir. Man. You know how the Rowdy Cowboy show started, don't you? I think I've shared this. I was the main disc jockey here for a couple of years, and I said, instead of doing dance and disco music every night, I wanted, let's do a rock and roll night on a Tuesday night. So we did it, and it was just the craziest thing you ever seen. You know, back then, you had ACDC, Van Halen, Bob Seger, you know, all those great rock and roll classics. And then you throw in a little Charlie Daniels and a little Leonard Skinner, and then they went nuts. Well, I said, Tommy, you know, I think we can do kind of a country night here. The first night we did it, it was packed, and it's been packed ever since. It was packed ever since. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We do got to bring this plane in for a landing, boys, because people are itching to get out here and shake their tails. They want to hear some music, They do want to hear some. They want, they, want they want us to stop talking so we can yeah. play a little music. We need to dust off some LPs and cassettes and maybe a couple of A-tracks. And yeah. <laughs> make sure that equipment still works up there. Now you're talking. Now yeah. you're talking. Yeah, this equipment's been working for... Over forty some years itself. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, thanks for go ahead, go ahead, Tom. And uh, you know who wants to change it when you got something good going, right? Right, right. right. You got a good thing going. You definitely don't change it, folks. Give Tommy Duray a round of applause. The owner of the Hogs Breath. Come on now. Letting us come in here and party tonight. Well, I tell you, the reason this place has been here for forty-four years. That guy. Because of that guy right there. You better believe it. Kindest, most patient guy. What's going on, big guy? Wade's <laughs> over there in the lurch. <laughs> All right, folks, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Boots and Backstraps. Don't forget to send your questions, comments, and snide remarks. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now my pants look like CBT's pants. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. You know, we are in Rice Street. I thought, so, I thought somebody just got shot. And has anybody got an extra <laughs> pair of drawers? I need some. Travis uh-huh. does. All right. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Send your questions, comments, and snide remarks to Boots and Backstraps podcast at gmail.com. And uh, TK, let's bring it in. Hey, man. We, uh, 
not that if you're watching from home or wherever you're watching or listening, you're gonna you're gonna miss a great party. Uh, we've got the We Fest kickoff party coming up next, and we've got a lot of disc jockeys. We've got a lot of old traditions we're gonna fulfill. But to wrap the show up, uh, boots and back straps, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for viewing today, and remember, whether you're belting out your favorite country song or you're out pursuing your favorite game animal, I encourage you to use that same passion to pursue the Lord. He'll teach you to shoot straight. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Honey's on, looking for backstraps, way deep in the woods, tracking in a swamp to a hayfield. Under the harvest moon When the tags are filled It's time to switch up our boots Head down to the honky-tonk Get us a swing dance or two We're talking about boots And backstraps